At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is perhaps the most heart-wrenching narrative that a news outlet can put on the screen. Few narratives evoke as much empathy and concern as stories surrounding this theme. It all centers around two words, missing and girl. The mere mention of those words conjures a cascade of emotions, from anxiety and fear to an overwhelming desire for resolution that makes a podcast like this possible. Stories of a missing child are so widely consumed that we all know the first suspects, their parents. While that instinct isn't always correct, there are times when a couple's story is so faulty that you can't ignore it. Just like in the case of Myra Lewis, a young girl from Mississippi who disappeared without a trace. Being a typical two-year-old, Myra Rena Lewis possessed an insatiable curiosity and a deep love for playing outdoors. She was also known to have a contagious smile that she generously shared with everyone she encountered. Myra resided in rural Camden, Mississippi, where she lived alongside her loving parents, two siblings and her faithful black lab companion named Midnight. The bond between Myra and Midnight was evident to all as they had grown up together during her first two years of life. Many considered Midnight to be her dog, devoted to protecting and adoring the little girl. Sadly, his devotion wouldn't be able to prevent what was going to happen. On that fateful day in March 2014, Myra was engaged in her usual outdoor activities, frolicking in the yard with her sister. It was a routine they had repeated countless times before this time would be different. And that difference would change the lives of Myra's family and the community as a whole. Tragically, they were all left with the same unanswered question. What happened to Myra Lewis? Born on November 30th, 2011, Myra Lewis entered the world as the cherished daughter of Erica Ledger and Gregory Lewis. At home, she joined her eldest sister and was greeted by the presence of a magnificent black Labrador named Midnight. Over the following years, Midnight faithfully accompanied Myra, their friendship growing stronger with each passing day. In early 2014, Erica and Gregory welcomed another addition to their family, and Myra embraced her newfound role as a big sister. Describing Myra's character, her grandmother painted a portrait of an obedient, caring, and remarkably intelligent child, especially considering her tender age of two. According to her grandmother, Myra exhibited a level of maturity that surpassed her years, possessing a mind seemingly more attuned to that of a four-year-old. 
It was a typical Thursday morning in March when Myra found herself engaged in her usual outdoor play with her sister in the yard. This routine had become a familiar part of their mornings. At around 10.30 a.m., Erica stepped outside and informed the girls of her plan to visit the store. She told them that they needed to go inside, wash their hands to rid themselves of the dirt from their outdoor adventures, and remain in the company of their father. At that moment, Gregory was occupied indoors, attending to their one-month-old baby and engrossed in a video game. Having witnessed the girls entering the house before her departure, Erica assumed they were safely inside. With this thought in mind, she proceeded to the store, but little did she know that things would be different when she returned. Erica would return from the grocery store at noon. While carrying the bags into the house, she couldn't help but notice the absence of Myra's usual joyful welcome. Confused by her daughter's absence, she turned to Gregory for answers. To her surprise, Gregory believed that Myra had accompanied Erica to the store. Erica immediately clarified that she had seen Myra enter the house before leaving, but Gregory told her that he was sure that he hadn't seen her inside. This revelation left a perplexing gap of an hour and a half, during which Myra's whereabouts were unknown. Realizing something was horribly wrong, Gregory immediately dashed out of the house and began his search for their missing daughter. His first stop was Myra's grandmother's house next door, hoping that she had simply wandered over there. Regrettably, Myra's grandmother had not seen her at all. Without wasting a moment, Gregory mounted an ATV, accompanied by the faithful Midnight, and intensified his efforts to locate Myra. As time passed and the search yielded no sign of Myra, Erica and Gregory made the decision to reach out to the local police department. They were officially reporting their beloved daughter as missing. Unanswered questions lingered in the air. Had Myra entered the house and slipped away, unnoticed by her father? Or did she never make it inside, and Erica's recollection was mistaken? Above all, the question that was mainly on everyone's mind would take priority. Where is Myra now? Something that Erica and Gregory had on their side from the beginning was the support of law enforcement. The swift response from the local police force deserves commendation, considering the few hours that had passed since Myra was last seen. Without delay, they initiated a search operation, starting on foot in the vicinity of the home. Gregory, accompanied by Midnight, continued his personal search, hoping that the deep bond between Myra and her loyal canine companion would aid in locating her, even though Midnight wasn't specifically trained as a search dog. Nevertheless, his acute senses might have been instrumental in tracking her down had she wandered into the surrounding woods or nearby fields. As the search intensified, the police decided to enlist the assistance of trained canine search dogs. These specialized canines managed to pick up Myra's scent in the backyard of the house, but could not trace it any further. This discovery raised the question. Did it imply that Myra had not ventured beyond the confines of the yard, at least on foot? Given the rural nature of the area, 
authorities made the decision to employ search helicopters, expanding the coverage area in their quest to find Myra. As news spread throughout the community, an outpouring of support occurred, with numerous volunteers joining forces to aid in the search efforts. The collective determination to locate Myra drove the community to come together and offer their assistance. The collaborative efforts put forth by the entire community were unprecedented and left a lasting impression on the investigators. The search for the missing two-year-old became a matter of utmost importance to everyone involved. Both Gregory and Erica feared that Myra had been abducted and taken away from the immediate area, as there were no traces of her to be found. Law enforcement deliberated the possibility of issuing an Amber Alert, a mechanism typically employed in cases of child abduction. Initially, it seemed that the criteria for an Amber Alert were not met, lacking a suspect description or a vehicle description, which are typically required. However, due to the exceptional circumstances surrounding Myra's disappearance, Authorities decided to deviate from the standard guidelines and issue an Amber Alert. This decision reflected the profound sense of urgency felt by law enforcement as they sought to utilize every available resource to locate the missing child. The public was implored to report any suspicious activity or information that might aid in the investigation. They specifically sought details on unfamiliar or suspicious individuals seen in the small town. Any uncharacteristic or peculiar behavior exhibited by acquaintances or the presence of unfamiliar vehicles. Tips began to flow in, but unfortunately, none of them were deemed credible or directly linked to Myra. Remarkably, even Myra's faithful companion, Midnight, the beloved family dog was reported to have ventured away from the house on multiple occasions following Myra's disappearance. On one occasion, Midnight failed to return home. One can only wonder if the loyal canine continued to search for his cherished companion on his own. Several days after Myra's disappearance, a surprising turn of events occurred as her mother was apprehended by authorities. It is important to note that her arrest was unrelated to Myra's case and instead stemmed from a parole violation charge. Erica had previously faced allegations related to food stamp fraud, and now she faced the possibility of additional charges, including being a felon in possession of a firearm, failure to pay court costs, and failure to pay supervision fees. The arrest of Erica raised eyebrows and led to heightened scrutiny of her involvement in the situation. Prior to her arrest, Erica had refrained from making any public statements, which further fueled speculation and skepticism surrounding her narrative. Erica remained incarcerated for a duration of 11 weeks, during which she maintained a notable silence. Meanwhile, the frantic search for Myra continued unabated, with the focus primarily on locating the missing child. Erica's silence during this critical period left many questioning the circumstances and seeking answers. After ten days of intensive searching, authorities finally received a tip that appeared to hold potential. Strangely, this tip did not originate from Camden, Mississippi, where Myra had gone missing. 
The tip came from Memphis, Tennessee. A motel employee in Memphis made a call that captured the attention of the authorities. What made this tip particularly intriguing was the fact that three separate calls were received, all reporting a sighting consistent with Myra's description. According to the motel worker, a young girl resembling Myra was seen at the Discovery Inn in South Memphis. The witness observed the child in the company of an adult male, whom she referred to as Daddy. Adding further weight to the tip, two additional reports were received from daycare workers adjacent to the inn, providing corroboration of the previous sighting. All the reports received from various sources echoed the same compelling detail. The young girl spotted in Memphis bore an uncanny resemblance to Myra Lewis. Regrettably, by the time authorities arrived at the Discovery Inn, both the girl and the man accompanying her had vanished. The only additional clue available to investigators was the mention of a white car, and it appeared that only the two of them were seen together. According to the motel worker, the little girl remained primarily inside the room, with rare ventures outside. The extent of information obtained from the motel, such as registration records or payment details, remains undisclosed by law enforcement. Another intriguing development emerged when individuals noticed a peculiar occurrence in the nearby city of Canton, Mississippi. The flyers that had been diligently distributed were being removed and replaced with entirely different ones. The original flyers prominently displayed the tip line number, while the new versions lacked any contact information whatsoever. The identity of the person responsible for this unusual act, as well as their motives, remained a mystery as no one came forward to claim responsibility. The peculiar incident of replacing the flyers amidst the ongoing search for the missing girl raised numerous questions and added another layer of intrigue to the already perplexing situation. Camden is a small town with a population of approximately 1,700 residents. The community's rural nature is evident, with properties scattered across the area and ample vacant land surrounding the town. Much of this open land is adorned with trees, providing hiding spots where a child could potentially disappear if they were to wander off. Mount Pilgrim Road holds particular significance as it serves as the residence of Myra Lewis and her family. This road also reflects the rural character of the area, with houses widely separated from one another. Given the considerable distances between homes, it becomes apparent how incidents could occur without immediate notice or how a child could venture away without detection. Along the stretch of Mount Pilgrim Road, one can find several small ponds and creeks scattered throughout the area. Recognizing the potential significance of these bodies of water, authorities diligently conducted multiple searches combing through lakes and ponds in hopes of finding any trace of Myra. Their efforts yielded no signs of the missing girl. The nearest significant urban center to Camden is the city of Canton, Mississippi. Myra's story resonated within the community of Canton, and the locals have rallied together in support of finding her, demonstrating unwavering solidarity Myra's family maintained a notable silence when it came to interacting with the media and the public, 
granting only a few interviews. However, it's worth noting that during a significant portion of the early investigation, Erica was incarcerated for 11 weeks. If she indeed had no involvement in Myra's disappearance, this period of confinement must have been a deeply agonizing experience for her. Eventually, all the charges against Erica were dropped, further shifting the focus of the investigation. Upon her release in May 2014, Erica granted an interview with WJTV 12 News, where she pleaded for the safe return of her little girl. She explained her previous lack of communication, attributing it to overwhelming emotions that rendered her unable to speak out sooner. In contrast to Erica's limited engagement, Myra's grandmother demonstrated some activity on the social media platforms dedicated to Myra's case. Interestingly, both Erica and Gregory remained relatively absent from such online spaces. While law enforcement tirelessly pursued the search for Myra, driven by a sense of urgency shared by many, the parents seemed to be conspicuously absent. This only added to the growing suspicions. Not only did they fail to reach out to law enforcement for updates on their daughter's case, but detectives discovered that the parents had moved out of their home without providing forwarding information. The investigators were now raising questions about Erica and Gregory's level of involvement and commitment to resolving the case. The whereabouts of Myra's parents remained unknown to the authorities, leaving them with no leads to pursue. While there is no concrete evidence implicating the couple as persons of interest, their actions and behavior sparked speculation and discussion among the public. Erica and Gregory have chosen to maintain their silence regarding their daughter's disappearance, refraining from providing any significant updates or statements. Within the local community, Myra's memory continues to resonate strongly. Her name and smiling face remain etched in the collective consciousness of those residing in the area. It is a poignant reminder that Myra was only two years old when she went missing. Local media outlets still report on Myra's case, particularly on the anniversary of her disappearance every March 1st. The Amber Alert from Myra Lewis remains active, making it the longest-running active Amber Alert in the state of Mississippi. Myra was a mere two years old when she disappeared. In March 2001, considering the passage of time, Myra would now be 11 years old, meaning she would have significantly grown in size and her facial features could have undergone notable changes. To aid in ongoing efforts, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has released age progression photos depicting how Myra might potentially appear today. To this day, Myra Lewis is still missing, 